Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I now welcome in here to The Door Report a very special guest here on episode number 25. His name is John Jenkins, the Hendersonville, Tennessee native, attended Station Camp High School, played three years at Vanderbilt. He was drafted in the 23rd overall pick in the 2012 NBA draft by the Atlanta Hawks. All-SEC first-team selection in 2010 and 2011. John, thanks for taking the time out of your day. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. I want to start off uh, there at your career. I mentioned you're a native of Hendersonville, averaging 42 points per game as a senior. Did you feel like Michael Jordan in high school? <laughs> I don't know what I felt like, man. I, just, <laughs> I, was, I was so much in the moment during that time. I get that question a lot, especially when people back home, they ask yeah. me what it was like uh there wasn't much social media i think we had maybe myspace and maybe facebook was just now coming on uh so i wasn't really getting a lot of like uh love from outside of my hometown so uh my my parents and my friends did a great job keeping me humble and i I never really got the big head about what i was doing i was just kind of doing it and just going home and just (laughs) eating with my friends and going to sleep it was like it was another day for me so uh i was blessed to have that but i definitely felt good i worked extremely hard every single day to produce for my team and uh, had unbelievable teammates and obviously uh, coaches as well to help me um, develop my game into the player I am today. But definitely in high school, I was a a different player for sure. Yeah, I want to ask you now about kind of your road to Vanderbilt. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, may think it might have been, you know, really easy for you. And, you know, I've been kind of wondering the same thing. What was that like? When did you start getting looks from colleges and, and how, how did you settle on Vandy? Very interesting. Um, at first, I played very little AAU. My first AAU team, I think I joined when I was like maybe ninth going into 10th. Okay. Or 8th going into ninth, one of those years. Uh, so I started very late for a typical guy, you know, coming up playing basketball. Um, I was playing like little tournaments with my high school team, but nothing as far as like, you know, EYBO wasn't a thing then, but it was, I was playing very, very little AAU games. So, um, actually while I was playing with the high school team, uh, a referee had, uh, came up to my dad and said, does he play anywhere at AAU? My dad said, no, we just kind of play with the high school team. And, uh, he said, well, he needs to get on the AAU circuit to get seen by colleges and all yeah. that. My, my dad was, he's old school. So he was like, no, if, he, if, if he's good enough, they'll find him. You know, mindset, and I guess I mean at the time I guess that was what it was. Uh, but we kind of had to look look elsewhere, and um, different teams had approached us before, and we didn't really look into it much. But uh, my dad looked into it again just to see what it was all about, and uh, I started with a team called Murfreesboro Stars, and uh, it was actually Brandon Wright's team. Yep, uh, another Tennessee native, but um, I played on this younger team. And uh, I played for a year or two at that team. And uh, we actually played former uh, Vanderbilt great Drew Maddox's AAU team. Oh, okay. Tennessee Tigers, which was the best team in the state uh, they, in, their, in their age and in the age above. So they played up a lot. And we played their team. I forgot what tournament it was. Maybe a local tournament in, in Tennessee or in Nashville. And I played really, really well. 
And um, Coach Maddox had reached out to my, to my dad and uh, asked if I'd be willing to play with them uh, the, the following summer. And my dad already knew who Drew Maddox was, being a good pastor. And um, my dad grew up maybe five minutes away from good pastor of the high school. So he said, uh, Drew Maddox is a great guy. I think you should definitely, you know, check it out. So we went over there and they had a game at good pastor, actually. And we went to go watch the game and they were just beating teams by 50 and 40. It was ridiculous. Really, really good team. And so my dad was like, let's, let's definitely do it. So. Uh, I think from that point on, when I joined that team, it changed my whole recruiting process. Um, I was playing high-level AAU tournaments with uh, tons of college coaches there and scouts. And um, a guy on my team named Tavares Jefferson, he played uh, football at yep. Tennessee State. Uh, I'm not sure if you know him or not. He was incredible point guard at our age. Really? Uh, I'm not sure if he's ever ranked in the country, but he should have been. He always dominated the best players whenever we played national tournaments. Uh, he was just a little too small, maybe, but he was extremely fast, yep. strong. And Vanderbilt actually was recruiting him before they were recruiting me. So um, oh. I never, I never, we never knew why my my coach Drew Maddox was like uh, talking to me about it. It's like I wasn't a high recruit yet. I was probably about the same same class as Tavares, like mid major, maybe a few uh, high majors will come come later. Um, but he asked me one day, he's like, would you be willing to go to Vanderbilt one day or get him, or at least have them uh, recruit you? I was like, of course, like, why not? <laughs> I'd go to the Vanderbilt basketball camps as a kid uh, since I was maybe 12 or maybe 10, 11 years old. So I'm very familiar with the program. And uh, he's like, I don't understand why they're not recruiting you yet. And I was like, I don't either, but I know Tavares <laughs> is getting recruited by him and I would love to have the same opportunity to you know get to know him more. And so uh, I remember... Maybe it was another week or two went by, and uh, we played, I think it might have been Peace Jam, which is a huge tournament, yep. Nike tournament. I think it still is. Um, I remember Coach Stallings being there with uh, Dan Muller, and I had another group. We played Marcus Cousins, I think, when I had another oh. good game. Yeah, it was a, it was a big-time game, big-time game. I, mean, I think he was there. Uh, he was there the whole weekend, but uh, I played a really good game. And the next, we got to the hotel, and then Coach Maddox told me that, they were going to uh, start recruiting me, and I started getting letters from them. And uh, Me being so close to home, that was very fun. But, yeah, so a guy on my AU team, Tavares Jefferson, who ended up being a good football player for NCSU, was getting recruited by them before I was, so it's a pretty cool story. How about that? That's awesome. Um, I want to I wanna move now. Oh, I wanna, let's stick with recruiting because you know, you know it, John, from when you were in high school to now, the recruiting – um, you know, trail has changed so much. Put let's put your let's fast forward yourself from high school. Say you're a junior in high school now. How much different do you think your road would be? And you do you think you would still even end up at Vanderbilt? I think it would be very different uh, as far as choosing the school. Uh, I don't know, man. I was I was a big time mama's boy, so and I still am. <laughs> so for me to for me to leave anywhere farther than maybe two yeah. or three hours would have been tough for me. So. Being 30 minutes down the road, my mom worked downtown. It was just like that was that was big for me as, as well as the education and uh, playing time and playing for Coach Stallings and the team. It all played a big role. But I think that the way I'd be looked at as a – I was still a five-star, but I think I would have been like maybe a little bit ranked higher and no telling what other schools would have came. But, you know, I committed to Vanderbilt uh, before I think my junior year. So yeah. I committed earlier than most, most kids do now. And I wasn't going to be the one to renege on that and, and, and decommit. So I was pretty set. But I do think it might have been a little bit different as far as maybe 
hype or, you know, more people knowing my name nationally, but I think I would have went to Vanderbilt or somewhere close to home. You know, maybe Tennessee would have been the farthest I'd ever go. Uh, but, you know, I definitely, I don't mean, you know, Tennessee is not a good school. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I would have, I know the MCSU wanted at least three or four of the guys on my AAU team. Maybe I would have went that route, but I never would have went anything bigger than, you know, outside the, the state, I don't think. I was fully committed on staying home and making a difference and uh, making an impact wherever I went, but definitely wanted to be at home. Yeah, you definitely stayed home, made a difference at Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, I've been a lifelong Vanderbilt fan. It was so fun watching you play at Memorial Gym, just lighting it up. I remember your, your freshman year. What was it like for you stepping on the floor those first few games at Memorial? You know, you be, going to those camps, you finally step on the floor. But the thing I want to ask you about is the speed of the game. How much of a difference was that from, you know, from high school to college? Yeah, it wasn't the games, it was the practices, man. Okay. It was complete shock. Uh, (laughs) You know, I I was double-teamed and triple-teamed my whole, pretty much since my sophomore year of high school on until I ended up leaving after my senior year. So I played against pretty good defenders and, you know, had to get through different jump defenses. And I was able to read the game pretty well at a young age and had a good IQ. But the physicality and the speed was just, I was not ready for it first. Um, it was a big difference. I just remember my first ever, I think I almost threw up, like, oh. and I'm very known for being safe and being, like, that one guy that's always, like, it's a big thing back home about my work ethic, but, like, I was just completely shocked that I had found something that could almost break me, and I never had that feeling before. Uh, so I just remember calling my dad, like, wow, I don't know, I didn't know it was going to be like this, but, um, you know, this is what I signed up for when I wanted to, you know, really 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 do so I just found ways to I did extra reps in the weight room I did uh extra film or extra work with coach Muller and uh, assistants coach Richardson on the court and just found ways because I was the only freshman on the team so I didn't have another guy to really struggle with so everybody was kind of ahead of me from the start I had to play pickup with those guys since maybe I committed or made my sophomore year in high school so I knew them but pickup versus real practice a little different very different and uh I will be the first to admit I was probably one of the worst players on the court my first couple of months. No way. Practices. Yeah, I was I was not very good. I just remember struggling on off that my shot wasn't falling. It just wasn't it wasn't going according to plan for sure. But uh, with my demeanor and the way I am, I was going to find a way to eventually make an impact for sure. Yeah, and you did. I want to ask you now: what, Do you have a favorite game uh, at Memorial Gym? Oh man. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I obviously have a lot, but I would say the, the best one I, I felt was probably my, my last home game, which was senior night for those guys, but my last game. Florida. Yeah, Florida. That game yeah. was, I didn't know I was leaving, but I knew it was a possibility. Uh, I think everybody knows a possibility during that time before the season. And I wanted every game to, to matter and to be completely in the moment and to just make the most out of it and see how far we could go as a team. Um I just remember just the last moments. I, it was a Florida was we always battled with those guys since yep. my freshman year all the way to my junior year. We had tough, tough battles at their house, at our house, and to win that game and to not know, but you know, kind of know that it could be my 
my last game there, it was, it was very special. And I don't remember what I had or how I played, but I just remember leaving the court being like, wow, if that's my last game, then I would definitely take that. Yeah, I remember watching the the shot after of you and Jeff Taylor kind of just embracing each other. I'm pretty sure both of y'all had tears in your eyes and just kind of, you know, it says a lot about, you know, those, you know, those are your guys, right? For sure. I mean, we're all like brothers and we had a, uh, we got a Zoom meeting maybe like two or three weeks ago yeah. with most of the team, not all the team, but most of the team. And, you know, it's just like we pick up where we left off almost. It's when you're around those guys for for that long and you go through so many battles and games and practices and uh, you spend so much time with each other, running sprints and all that stuff. It just it builds something that is everlasting. You never forget it. Later that later in that year, you guys went on to win the SEC tournament down there in New Orleans over number one team in the nation, Kentucky, and that was a special day for for Commodore Nation, for you, your the coaching staff, everyone involved with the program. What was that like? Did you you know on game day was there a different feel? You know, were you guys confident, or you know was it kind of you know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fight for this because because this team's really good. Yeah, we knew we got to fight <laughs> for sure. That was just like Florida, Kentucky was always a huge game for us because they were usually top 10, number one, number two. They're always up there. And that team eventually won the championship. They were very, very good. And I remember, I'm not sure, you probably know um, probably more than me, but I know if you play like three or four games in a row, I think. We might have played three games in a row to play Kentucky. And I just remember going into that game extremely tired. Like, because, you know, I think I led the minutes, led the league in minutes that year. And I was always playing 35-plus and um, three games in in three nights is not easy. It was not it was not ready for that. Um, <laughs> and it were all tough games too. I think we played Georgia, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. Kentucky, and then you know every game in that, at that stage is is a uh, big is time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's big time. So um, I just remember being really tired going into the game, and I saw the the game came on. I think on TV. Maybe yeah. Me, me, my wife, and. My daughter, who obviously wasn't there to watch, but it was cool for her to see uh, her dad play a little bit yeah. back then uh, with the baggy <laughs> shorts. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just remember being really tired. And uh, people that don't know, my teammates know, obviously, but my uh, my, my grandmother had passed maybe like yeah. a week before that. And I was all emotional, like, you know, I'm really close to my family and didn't mm-hmm. want to play beginning of the tournament and my mom and my dad they ended up driving down to New Orleans and being there with me to help me through it uh very emotional the whole week weekend and uh going into it I didn't know how I was gonna do I, I think I might have missed a few practices uh, but you know when you see the, when we beat them if the camera went on to me on the floor and I was emotional on the, on the ground like yeah because we won it was because we won but it's also because like I had just lost one of the loves in my life, and it was very tough on me that whole week, and to fight through, and to do something that special for the for Vanderbilt, for Nashville, uh, something that hasn't been done in over 50, 60 years. That was something special, and I knew in that moment that uh, that was what I came to Vanderbilt for. That feeling right there. Yeah, that was amazing. That was that was definitely you know that goes down one of the top Vanderbilt basketball memories of all time. I want to go, move now to sort of the, you know the end of that year again. I don't know if you cared. You probably didn't care, but I think a lot of Vanderbilt fans cared that you didn't end up winning SEC Player of the Year. Uh, Chandler Parsons ended up taking it. You know, we all believed you were the guy. You know, you you were our guy, but we thought you were the SEC's guy as well. Did that did that hit you at all, or you know, or do you, did that not really you know affect you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a very quiet guy. 
that guy, but I'm a super competitor, and that still hurts me to this Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Even to a certain extent, Anthony Davis, even though he was just outrageous, he was yeah. unbelievable national player of the year, I believe. Um, I, I just thought that he could have got co-MVP, maybe. I was just super competitive. <laughs> Squeeze it in. And I was just, I just always thought that nobody ever, even from uh, watching games back in the day, like when I was a kid, like it's like Vanderbilt never got the respect they deserved. Yeah. I know, I know Shane got player of the year. I think Derek might have got player of the year, but I just felt like we were always like the little brothers to everybody. And I didn't like that. No. Uh, so the reason I went to Vanderbilt is to kind of stop, put that to an end and maybe get some more respect for our, for organization for uh, our teams. Uh, I went there for a bunch of reasons, but that was one of them. And yeah, I, I definitely, I was definitely hurt after that. Uh, I don't think I ever told my teammates I was, but my, <laughs> family, my family knew that I was. Um, I don't know what the rankings were, if they were ranked higher than us or what, I, what the records were, but um, I went into it like the end of the regular season knowing that I was going to get it. I just thought it was a matter of time for they announced yeah. it. And when they announced his name, um, I was hurt. But Chandler ended up being my teammate in Dallas, and he actually brought it up. <laughs> One of the first times we uh, hung out, he brought it up and he laughed about it. It was almost like he knew that it was kind of it could have been cold, it could have been okay. I could have got it. It could have went either way, and we laughed about it, so it was all good. And I'm really cool with Chandler now, so I'm, I wasn't mad at him. I was just kind of stunned, and I was always felt that Vanderbilt always didn't get the benefit of the doubt in whatever it could be football, basketball, baseball. Like we just always felt like the underdogs, and that's okay, but. I think at some points you, you got to give respect for us too. Exactly. You know, we were, I mean, Commodore fans were all up in there. I remember, I mean, like you mentioned, Twitter was just beginning to be a thing. Can't imagine if that happened now. Um, but I want to know, I want to move now to you being drafted. You mentioned, um, you know, playing with Chandler in Dallas. You started in Atlanta pretty close by. What did that mean to you being drafted in the first round, 23rd overall, and, uh, you know, to a place where your parents can, uh, you know, drive down and see you pretty often? Yeah, that was that was incredible. I I loved that when I first got drafted by them. That's the last thing I was thinking about is that being that close. I was so <laughs> happy yeah. just to be drafted, just to be in the NBA was cool to me. But uh, once everything settled down, I realized, oh man, I'm only three, four hours away from home. Like this is great. My family can come. Uh, my dad helped move me in. Uh, my mom was here. My sister was always here. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Just to be from Hendersonville, Tennessee, and to be named a first round draft pick, that does not happen. And I was completely aware of that, that how lucky and blessed that I was to be able to hear my name called. And just, you know, it was no secret. People asked me, what did I do? What did I do? And I'll say that I worked hard and I believed in myself. I had great people around me, great coaches, great teammates. And I just believed, man. And um, it's just more of the story. It was just that I wanted more than everybody else. You know, during that time. Yeah, well, you know, you get you get to Atlanta. You know, you're in the NBA now. You know, your first game in the NBA. I asked about your first game at Vandy. What was that first game in the NBA like? Oh man, uh, what was my first game? First game. I don't think I even got to play my first game until maybe December. <laughs> in the NBA, I think my first game that I scored in was against the Clippers in LA, and. Uh, I remember coming to the locker room being very excited. And I know, I remember uh, Kyle Corver and Lou Williams were congratulating me. Yeah. Uh, telling me, first of many, first of many. And I just remember how good I felt to hear people that I grew up watching, you know, just kind of be there for me and mentor me through my first years in the league. I was my so many good veteran players. Uh, I feel like I've been around so many good veteran players my whole entire career in the NBA. But 
especially uh, Kyle Corver, Lou, Josh Smith, and Sean Stevenson, had Devin Harris, Dante Jones, Anthony Morrow, so many, so many nice and uh, so many nice guys that helped me out along the way. I just remember, I think we might have got blown out, but I got to play garbage minutes and I scored, and they still, even though we lost, they still, they still showed up to me. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then so you're in you're in Atlanta. You get moved um, to Toronto. Is that right? I went to Atlanta to uh, to Dallas to Phoenix. Okay, Dallas and then Phoenix. Uh, what what were the tra- those transitions like? You know, a, a, a lot of guys in the NBA. You know, they've played on eight nine different teams. Are are you a guy that you know enjoys that, or you know, would, would is was the were the moves something that you know kind of nagged at you? Uh, I would say when I got. When I went to Dallas, I played three years in Atlanta, and I knew that my time was up there. Uh, they told me that before the season even started. Uh, so I, I knew that that was my last year. The conference finals would be my last year. And uh, so I knew going into it, it was going to be okay. And this before I had kids, too. So uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't really too upset about moving to another team. I had my, my wife was, we were just boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. So we weren't, I wasn't really upset about moving. Uh, as I would be now, because it's tough to families and school and all that. But I was just locked in on the next situation. I was really trying to make the most out of the Dallas situation. Uh, I went into it pretty much being on a training camp deal, and I ended up uh, preseason being, I think I was fifth in the NBA in scoring at like 20 points a game in preseason. I was playing point guard in a totally new position Ooh. that I've always wanted to play, and my, my dad always wanted me to play. Uh, so I got to do that, coach. Coach Carlisle put the ball in my hands, and he told me that playing this league, I needed to be a combo guard in my size. So the time to show up is now. And I never had a coach really kind of believe in my other aspects of my game like that. So I really didn't want to let him down. So when that happened, I felt really good about it. But like I told you before, I was behind a ton of great veteran guards in my career, and I was behind a lot more in Dallas as well with uh, Devin Harris, Darren Williams, Wesley Matthews, J.J. Barrea. Yep. Uh, one of my best friends, Justin Anderson, was the first round draft pick. Uh, so it was it was tough for me to see minutes uh, from the from the jump. Uh, I I thought that the preseason success would help me out playing in the regular season, but uh, in the NBA, it's not always about uh, it's not always about that. It's veterans sometimes have the upper hand on you, and you just have to pay your dues and. That's what I had to do, and uh, I had to wait my turn, and I was waiting and waiting, and the next thing you know, we're in the playoff hunt, and they decided to wait me to bring in David Lee. They needed another big man to compete in the playoffs, so uh, that was that in Dallas. And then, you know, uh, parent, you know, last year, you got uh, 2019, you signed a two-year deal with the Knicks, correct? Correct, yes. And then, so you, you make your long journey back to the NBA. Um, you know, obviously, being from Hendersonville, to be able to still be there is, is very impressive. Um, what, what was it like, you know, being in New York? And, um, you know, what was kind of the feel around, you know, around you and kind of the state of your game? Yeah, I was, it was a very tough transition from, I went to Dallas, I went to Phoenix for a year and a half. And then after that, uh, I had to go to the G League to kind of, I don't know if it was about prove myself again, but basically just to show that I was still the same guy that people had thought I was. And uh, I went to the G League like mid-season after Phoenix, and I didn't get called up. And then my agent was like, okay, so we have options whether to go overseas or you want to keep chasing this NBA in the G League. And I was like, let me try 
this overseas thing and see what it's like. Uh, I heard a lot of good things about it from different people. And I went to Spain, and that's where Luka Doncic was. It's the same year he was in uh-huh. Real Madrid. So I played in the same league as him. And uh, it went really well. And uh, I liked how everything went, but I, I, I was still, I still felt kind of empty inside. I wanted that NBA. I worked my whole life to get to the NBA. I didn't want to give up on it. I think I was maybe 25 or 26. So I felt like I was too young to give up on it, to just stay overseas the rest of my career. So I told him, I said, hey, uh, I played three or four years in the league. Uh, it's uncommon, but if there's a summer league team that'll bring me on and let me play minutes and showcase uh, my talent to different teams, I'll be willing to do that. He was kind of shocked that I said that because, you know, most veteran players don't ask to play summer league. But uh, I said, okay. He said, okay. And uh, he talked to Portland. And uh, they said, yeah, we'd love to bring him in first for a workout and then we'll see how it goes. And then if, if so, we'll, we'll definitely have him and we'll play in minutes and we'll see what happens. So I went to the workout and played extremely well. And uh, I ended up starting over their draft picks, which you probably know is very rare, especially in summer league. Always going to let your young guys play. Um, and then, long story short, we ended up winning the championship. We went 7-0. Uh, very good. We won the championship by 30 points, I believe. So we were Ooh. a very good team. Yeah, we were a very good team. And then after that year, I still didn't have any NBA interest, and I played really well in summer league. So... At this point, I'm kind of hurting. I'm, I'm, I'm down on myself, but I'm still confident. I'm just waiting for that big break. And uh, I decided to go to the G League and bet on myself again. And that's where uh, I think that was, that was probably one of my best years as a pro for sure. Just being mentally and physically uh, locked in and focused and you know not letting the NBA thing get in my head about getting back, just playing free and just getting back to plans uh, where I was, you know, high school and college was free and not worried about anything. So uh, it worked. I was, I was uh, played about 15, maybe, maybe 20 games in the G league. And then the wizards would call me up mm-hmm. and uh, I went to the wizards and uh, I think I was, it was a 10 day. So I, on the fifth day of my 10 day, the end of the trade deadline happened and they traded away Otto Porter for Jabari Parker and a couple of guys and when they made the trade, they brought in too many guys and didn't let enough guys go. So I was the casualty of that. So they had to cut me. Mm. Uh, so uh, after that, the Knicks had called my agent and said that uh, we'll call him up for a 10-day before uh, before the All-Star break, see how he does. And so it was kind of like a four-game or maybe a three-game situation where I had to prove myself in three games before the All-Star break. And so long story short, I just I played really well. And uh, actually, my best game, and probably the best game, the best memory of my NBA career to this date is my last, the last day of my uh, 10 day with the Knicks was Valentine's Day and against the Hawks in, in Atlanta. It was my, <laughs> my daughter's first time seeing me play an NBA game, which was pretty special. And I had my, one of my best games in my career against the Hawks, my former team, which felt good. And then that kind of solidified my, my contract with the Knicks and they kept me for the rest of the season. That's awesome. You know, they're going to have to start calling you the journeyman John Jenkins, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want... Unfortunately, I, I, didn't, I didn't come into the NBA thinking this would ever happen. You know, I thought that I would catch a break at some point, and it hasn't happened yet. But the last thing I'm going to do is ever give up. Anybody that knows me knows I'm just going to continue to, to work. And I, I, will, I will be back for sure. I'm working on things right now to kind of change the narrative about my career and uh, do different things in my game. Actually, 
tap back into the high school mentality and maybe start dunking a few people if I can. <laughs> do, do, something, do something different just to let people know that I'm not the same old John because I think in order to get back to the NBA at the age of 29, I have to do some things different. Yeah. I, have to, I have to defend better. I have to uh, maybe show more athleticism. I need to show that I can be a combo guard. Uh, I'm very self-aware of things I need to get better at, and I'm looking forward to showing that wherever I might be this upcoming season uh, in order to get back. Yeah, hopefully we do get basketball back. You know, that's, that's uh, something a lot, on a lot of people's minds. Real quick here, John, before I close things out, Jerry Stackhouse. I know, you know, you've probably had uh, taken some time to talk to him. Uh, a lot of former Vandy players are, have hopped on his boat, you know, here in Nashville. What do you think about the future of Vanderbilt uh, under, under Jerry Stackhouse? Yeah, I'm definitely another player on the Stackhouse boat, too. So, uh, there you go. I think uh, very highly of Stack. Uh, I've known him. A little bit just by being in the NBA and uh, being in the NBA fraternity, you get to know different people. And uh, he lived in Atlanta for a while, and that's where I live now. So I see him in and out of different gyms. And uh, but I've also followed his career as a player and then his coaching uh, career. I saw that uh, I played against I think his his uh, G League team, the Raptors. They ended up winning the championship when he was there, coach. Mm-hmm. I played against that team. They were super disciplined. I remember that. I remember that for sure about his team. In, uh, in uh, Toronto, they were super disciplined and they played extremely hard. And I think that's what we'll see with our with our team in the, in the next few years, how disciplined they are. And they're going to steal some games and they're going to win games. And I feel completely confident about uh, him being our coach. And our fan base is a very smart fan base. They they know we have something good. And I think they see that with Stackhouse as well. Yeah, you know, they see it, and, you know, the the future of Memorial Magic, I think, is bright, as you would agree. John, thanks for taking the time today, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can get this thing posted, and, uh, you know, we'll get Commodore Nation excited about it. Definitely. I really enjoyed it, man. Thank you. Thank you, John. That was John Jenkins, three-year starter at Vanderbilt, drafted 23rd overall to the Hawks. Great interview. You've been listening to Episode 25 of The Door Report, presented by Alonco Hardwood Flooring.